0: This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and others.
1: What's going on? I am Scoops Bronson. And I am Dot Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, brother? Oh, man.
0: I can't call it, man. Can't call it, man. Just out here, you know, watching content, putting out content. You know how I do. How are you feeling, though?
1: Man, I'm feeling uh, a little sore. You know what I'm saying? I think I pulled a, a muscle somewhere around um uh, my lower abdomen or maybe my hip or somewhere around there. I don't know uh exactly what muscles is, is in that area. But <clears throat> outside of that man, I'm feeling good, man. My son <laughs> birthdays <is>, uh <laughs> my son's birthday next week. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So um okay. you know I'm saying? I can't I can't wait for that, man. I bought him a, a wrestling belt and some uh and some luchador mask. So you know what I'm saying he's gonna be super excited about that. He got uh he All got right, this big uh, affiliation with wrestling right now, so you know I can't wait for him oh, to open man, him up, start. boy. He's gonna be going crazy. not <laughs> start,
0: man, my, man, My youngest man, they got him too, man. He got he got a, he got a belt in there. Uh, he got he got the little ring yeah. joint, and he got about, damn yeah. twenty wrestlers, man. Like he be he be yeah, he be on this shit too.
1: Yeah, my wife bought him some, some wrestling uh, figures and shit, so he he ready to go, man. He, I I don't, I don't know if he's seen him yet, because I think she let him open one of his gifts uh, early, and she got him some uh, Batman socks with the cape on it, because he's been crying about getting some Batman socks with a cape on it. So that was his first gift he opened, and then um, you know what I'm saying, I think she got him some wrestling figures, and then I got him the belt with the mask, so you know what I'm saying, he's going to be hopping around, bouncing off the walls in a minute, so I can't wait for it, man. That's what's up,
0: man. Happy birthday to the little man, man. Okay, do do he be running around the house like man? My my youngest got like a uh, like a a, a Spider Man like uh, stuff. It's not like a stuffed animal, but you know, it got a little size to it. And he used to walk around here, fucking diving on a bed, like doing suplex moves on the Spider Man. Like he
1: used to jump on and off other couches and hey, shit. Nah, he, like, he don't he don't he don't he don't got the uh he don't got the little like dog, but my daughter got like this real big, like I think it's like a four and a half foot teddy bear. So like he be, you know what I'm saying, doing all the moves and everything on the teddy bear whenever <laughs> his brother ain't trying to wrestle. Cause usually them two will wrestle, you know what I'm saying? And they be doing moves on each other and stuff like that. But, outside of that, you know what I'm saying, he he just wrestled a
0: bear. Wow. And it's crazy how she moved generationally like that cuz I mean, I used to do that and I didn't even like wrestling. Yeah. The only reason I even even know like what? as much as I know about wrestling is because dude, my dad, my dad was a huge fan of it. And like I would just sit down like with my dad yeah. and shit and I would just I you know I picked up everything by just watching it with him. And then like then you start to kind of like right, you know. Well, who like um, I start I started being a fan of Undertaker. Uh I like Undertaker, I like Booker T. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Booker T was my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting, I ended up liking Sting. Um, you know. Shawn Michaels was alright. Ultimate Warrior, he was alright. So it was people that ended up, you know, picking up on. Whoa, what? Whoa, you whoa, know. whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Timeout. Timeout. What we're not gonna uh, do is we're not gonna disrespect my man Ultimate Warrior. That's my favorite wrestler of all time, okay? Listen, when I tell you, I've been I've been watching wrestling since like knee high to a grasshopper. So me and my cousins like we used, to, we used to watch wrestling when that shit used to come on on Saturdays. And we used to be, like, he, used, he was older than me, so he used to always try to do the wrestling moves on me. So I used to be with the Ultimate Warrior, you know what I'm saying? That was my favorite because he used to run down straight to the rim. He used to slide up, and then, you know what I'm saying, he used to grab the ropes and go all crazy. And then he used to pick dudes up, full body, let them go with the Gorilla Press Slam. That was my dude. Um, I used to like the Road Warriors. Um, I used to like um Jake the Snake was my man. And then um I messed with Harlem Heat, you know what I'm saying, Booker T and, and Stevie. Uh Stevie Ray, them was my that was my favorite tag team. And then like as time went on, I um I started watching it, you know what I'm saying, still. And then I went to I think I went over to WCW for a minute because my aunt used to watch it too. So I went over to WCW, and that's when I started seeing the luchadors because WCW used to have, like, all the cruiserweights and shit. So uh, I used to watch Hooven 2 Guerrero every time he fought. And then um, when I watched W – well, at the time, it was WWF, before it switched over, Triple H was my dude, too. So that's – I've been doing this shit forever, bro. So when my kids finally got on it, I was into it. And then my wife is into it, too. Cause I bought she got a uh I bought her a real like um the real belt. So she got the like the authentic belt, that motherfucking heavy as fuck and everything. Like she she got the real deal joint. Damn, boy, I got the whole family in on this joint.
0: Man, listen. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this though. I will say this, we'll jump into it. Like Triple H was my worst, like I hated Triple H. I never that was the only dude what? I didn't like. I did not like Triple H. I didn't like oh, nothing. Wow. Well, no, no. I'm lying. Him and Kurt Angle. I didn't yeah, like either one Kurt of those. I hated Kurt Angle with passion. Yeah, I'm with you. With
1: with I hated Kurt Angle, bro. Yeah, I hated that dude.
0: But man, we got like <laughs> we 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 got we got a treat for the. You know what I'm saying when it when it comes to people who. Really, really appreciate cinema, man. Like I, I, I don't think that this mm-hmm. is, um, you know, it was a long dude. Like it was something that needed to be done. It's one of the most classic movies of all time. Um, it's a 1989 mm-hmm. film with a with a with an all time legend in it. And man, today we are doing the classic movie "Lean on Me." And Lean On Me. That's right, man. Lean On Me. Like, Fat East Side. Hey, that was my shit. Hey, that (laughs) bathroom scene. Listen, the bathroom scene was the best scene in the movie, my guy. Like, when they first sang that song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it was so funny. What was so funny about it was, so Sam's walking around, and he's like, Sam, what are you doing in the He's like, oh, I'm just going to class. He was like, nah, you going into the bathroom. Like, what's going on in here? They bust in there. And this. And he's like, oh, this is my little song from the cafeteria. He was like, yeah. he was like, man, he said, y'all want y'all to sing the school song. He was like, if you don't get it right, y'all suspended for 10 days. It was like, damn, but that was harsh as hell, but like, for 10 days for not knowing the school song. And hey, so
1: bro. he wasn't playing.
0: No, he wasn't playing. And then the best part was when they was like, like Sam's is the youngest one out of all of them, yeah. and so they're standing around looking at each other. And then they look at Sam's, and Sam's is like, "All right, fellas, let them hear it. <laughs> what the fuck? You the youngest dude here? How you gonna tell us what to do? So it!" Right. So then, so then what kills me is my man starts. He was like. And then a the dude hit him. I was like, what the fuck? So then he do it again. <laughs> he said, Fair hey, E. He's not and then nobody said nothing. And they looking at him. So then, then he got the right pitch this time. And then the whole crew jumped in. I was like, yo. I was like, this song is all time. And then he takes and then <laughs> he drags sales in the Power something. He was, he had Sam's all jacked up, but that joke was so funny. <laughs> he was just dragging hey, Sam's. He stayed,
1: he stayed killing
0: Sam's, bro. He
1: stayed he killing stayed Sam's. He stayed killing Sam's. killing
0: him. He drags him in there, and then he starts yelling at Mrs. Powers about the damn. Uh, he was like, I just heard something I thought I never heard. Did you, it's like, did I give you authorization to change the song? And it's like, this is my thing with Mr. Clark. He meant well. But mm-hmm. the way he went at things, you know what I'm saying it was is there there is a such thing as human courtesy, you know what I'm saying, and like yeah. I've always tried to live by the thing of like I remember only this only happened at FedEx one time where somebody you know what I'm saying started talking to me out of bounds. you know what I'm saying. I was like, mm-hmm. it was some stuff that happened that came up to me to ask me about it, so I told them about it. And then they tried to raise their voice at me. And I was like, yo. I was like, yeah. we both adults in here. <clears throat> you can talk to me like a grown-ass man. Don't raise your voice at me. You know what I'm saying? Right. We can have a conversation, like adults do, but don't raise your voice at me. And it should never happen again. And like he, the way he yelled at everybody when the people was on his side he, he he went he went a little too far. Now he played that scene good because like he yelled at Mrs. Powell's about the song, but then on the way out he was just like, "Yo, I want everybody to learn this song in English and in Spanish." He was like, take a bow, you know. You just rewritten the alma mater. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, now that was nice, but like you know what I'm saying, all that yelling and shit, you know. But Mr. Clark though. He the man, but
1: we'll get into it. We'll get into it further, though. Oh uh, man, listen, you, you talking about the greatest scene in the movie. The greatest scene in the movie is when he takes Sam's up to the roof and he gives him the greatest monologue of all time. And he's talking to him. <laughs> and then Sam's is sitting there talking, you know, he asked him, why you why you skipping school? Why you late to school? And Sam's like, I don't know. He's crying and shit. Now listen. Now we also gotta give credit to Jermaine Hopkins because um he does a great fucking job in these movies. he been doing his he, he did his thing in the late 80s and 90s in the early 90s. But when he did that scene and he asked him, he said, You smoke crack, don't you? Don't you smoke crack? Go ahead, jump. Man, listen, <laughs> that motherfucker got the crazy. I don't want to jump. I don't want to, man. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, bro. you talking about the greatest. That's that's probably one of the greatest lines in any movie ever. Like, I, we still like me and my homies. We still say that. Like when we play Xbox, when we kicking it, when we chilling, like all that. Like something happened, you do something stupid. The first thing you hear is out of somebody's mouth, you smoke crack, don't you? Like, bro, that's the that's one of the cl- most classic lines of all time. Outside of. Um, What's the other one? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh when he said he said that used to call me crazy Joe. Now a call me Batman. Bro, that's <laughs> the <funniest laughs> shit. that's the funniest shit <laughs> in the world, bro. This listen, this movie is this movie is is such a, a great movie, bro. Like it got it got everything from comedy in it, it got everything from drama in it. It got real uh it, it got real world problems at the time. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, it talked, I mean, of course it's based off of a real issue, but the way that the, um, the way that the director, I think his name is John Ad, Adelson, I, I hope I'm saying that right, but the way he captured everything in that movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really made you feel like you, you know what I'm saying? Like you were, you know, you were a part of what was going on in the story and especially people who lived in those inner cities who went to those public schools who was getting horrible funding and stuff like that. Like you understood what, you know what I'm saying? Like you understood the problems of the that school at the time. You know what I'm saying? Even with Kid Ray, like how he was doing what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? With the, um, I forgot what the one girl name is, but you know what I'm saying? With the teenage pregnancy, you know what I'm saying? Um, I I got to high school a little bit late, so I didn't get to experience nobody in my school smoking crack, but I knew some people in my school that was sleeping cocaine, like, doing drugs in school, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, it was all of this, you know what I'm saying? Teachers not being on the side of the principal and not working together and having beef with each other, like, it was just, it, it encompassed all of those inner city public school problems that Really, a lot of them still go on today, and I think this movie was just it was, it was that it was a masterpiece, bro. I mean, it, it was, and it also has the um,
0: and also, I, I gotta mention this now, what you forgot to mention in that scene when he said, You smoke crack, don't you? and he was like, Jump, and he was like, It's killing your brain cells, son, it's killing your brain cells. <laughs> that was my favorite part <laughs> when he was telling me it's <laughs> killing your brain cells. But like, the, yeah. like the real issue in this movie, like Joe Clark was really like he was his own worst enemy a lot of the times because yeah, he, what what really fucked it up was like for the people that don't really know about this movie is basically he taught at that school he was a, a a teacher at that high school probably like I think fifteen twenty years before and. It was a primarily white school. And basically what happened to that part of Patterson, New Jersey is the same thing happened to Compton. Compton, California. Yeah. Compton California was a predominantly white city. And then black people started migrating in and the white people moved out. And that's pretty much what happened in Patterson, New Jersey at the time. And then that school flipped like when he left, because he had a problem with, I forget what it was, like some they, they did this meeting without him behind his back. He found out about the meeting, he busted in. He was like, Yo, I'm out of here. Then he starts being like this elementary teacher. So then they, <laughs> and another thing this reminds me of because the school got so bad, it got to the point where nobody wanted that job. So basically, it reminds mm-hmm. me of two situations it reminds me of New York City when, um, when David Deacons got hired. He was the first black mayor in mm-hmm. New York only because nobody wanted to be mayor at the time because it was in the middle of the
1: crack academic uh and nobody wanted to be the fucking mayor. And so a black hey, man got the job. Before you before you finish though, shout out to Five Dog because uh he mentioned uh Mayor Dinkins and um Can I Kick It. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So rest, rest in peace, Fife Dog, man. Yes, sir. That's yes, how sir. that's how I knew about David Dinkins. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. And it also reminds me of Barack Obama. The worst time to take the presidency was after Bush. Bush. About that, but okay. You gotta think about it, dude. We was in the worst financial deficit ever after Bush. Like Bush fucked a lot of shit up. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it, right, it, right. it was really so bad to the point of like <laughs> a black man got voted in for president. like. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. like it had to get as bad as it had gotten at that time so anyway to relate that to the movie the school got so bad and no funding mm-hmm. or anything like that was flooding to the school so my man uh, his uh, friend uh, Frank Napier he goes to him and he's like Joe you know we want you to take this principal job at Eastside High and so then Joe he goes in and he sees how fucked up the school is so the very first thing he does is he has a meeting with the staff. And it's like, I want y'all to give me a list of all the drug dealers and bad kids and all that shit. And I'm kicking all these kids out. And when I kick them out, like I hired this security group and all this other shit. So they have this meeting. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing what I normally do. It's just I just feel like this needs to be a explained for people to really get it. So they have this, this meeting with the parents. And there's one parent. One parent who can't control her fucking teenager going to get mad because he said they was on fucking welfare and they're selling drugs in the school. And so he goes off in his meeting and she makes it her mission to get this motherfucker fired. It's all because of that meeting when he was talking shit in that meeting. And that's why I say he was his own worst enemy. Because with this lady coming after him and what ended up happening while he's trying to clean up the school, drug dealers are sneaking in because, like I say, when it comes to the schools that are in these impoverished neighborhoods, they don't put any funding in the school. So mm-hmm. they didn't give them the doors that were locked. So he had to put chains on the doors mm-hmm. to keep the drug dealers out. So, is it, is it a fire hazard? Yes. I mean, I think anybody would know that, yes, it is a fire hazard. But at the same time, how do he stop these kids from coming in and out of the school whenever they want? And at the end of the day, it's the school board's fault for -hmm. not giving them the appropriate doors,
1: and then the whole thing will be fixed. Right. I mean, I think more so like what I you know so like I said, this this movie encompasses so many different problems within inner city schools. And it's so funny because you know what I'm saying this is this is a movie in uh nineteen eighty-nine. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was going to high school, it was so crazy because I kinda seen um I kinda witnessed firsthand what it's like to be a public school student, and then, um, well, a public school student in the inner city, and then a public school student in a suburban area, right? So, in high school, for us, we would have to go through metal detectors. So every morning, you know, what I'm saying you get off the bus. We were actually um, our we had horrible funding, so we had to get with the Regional Transport Authority, or the We call it the RTA up here, or the Reader. And then um, they had uh, designated buses for us to get back and forth to school. So if you lived a certain uh, distance away from the school, basically, you was able to get on the bus, get back and forth um, to school. So I had to ride the, the actual city bus to school. Then after that, get off the bus, go up, walk up the stairs, come into the doors, put your book bag on the table. Walk through the metal detectors, they check your book bag for any kind of paraphernalia, drug, gun, weapons, anything you ain't supposed to be having. Um, and then like it got bad to where like cause we I came in to school with cell phones was big. So they would, you know what I'm saying, check, check your cell phone, and you know what I'm saying, they would let you know when you, you know, when you come in, if we see you with your cell phone, it's gonna get confiscated. So this is the type of shit we had to go through all day. We had a um we had a security team going through our high school, so it was uh the head security guy we his name was Mr. Johnson. I forgot who else was on the team, but he would walk the halls all day, making sure people ain't skipping um he was working with the truancy offices and everything like that. I got on the debate and quiz team in my I think it was like my senior year, and we go out to um we go out to a school. And I think it was Huber Heights called Wayne High School. If you don't know Wayne High School, you might know it. Because, well, if you don't know Wayne High School, if you're a sports fan, you would know of Wayne High School if uh, you ever heard of Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller went there. So mm-hmm. um, we go there, right? And we just doing like a, a scrimmage, basically, like a scrimmage debate, scrimmage quiz uh, debate, I mean quiz game or whatever. And when we walk in, there are no metal detectors to be found. There's no security there there's nothing like they got they trophy cases filled up they got like brand new vending machines they got vending machines with credit card things on them like i mean it's it's state of the art they uh they they gymnasium is like a de- it, it looked like a uh a uh the community college gymnasium i mean like it just everything was just like leveled up. And I'm sitting here, in my head, as we go in here, I'm looking around like, damn, like, this is where money going? You go back to our school, like, our school was so old, like, I went to the, I basically went to the same school my dad went to. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally. Like, it was no upgrades in it. We ain't had no weight room. We ain't have a, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, none of that. Like, I literally went to the same high school that my dad went to. So, when I see that, like when I see this movie, I kind of, I can envision everything, you know what I'm saying, really happening. Maybe not so in the movie, because of course, you know, they got to play it up for a movie, but just, I understand what was going on because it's like, you know, you got all these kids coming in and then on top of that, like the teachers was, you know, the teachers were trying to do their best to make sure the kids learn. Um, um, well, fortunately for me, I actually got into an advanced placement program, so we was kind of like cut off from the rest of the school. But it's still like you still get to see what's going on in school. It ain't like you sheltered from the rest of the school. You still understand. And so, like, I I totally understand everything about this movie. Like, I feel this movie one hundred percent, and I get it. Like the way the the way he felt. Like to me, I had uh, when I came into. Uh, School. We had a principal named Mr. Griff. Mr. Griff was the same principal that my aunt had when she graduated because she went to the same school I went to as well. Well, I went to the same school she went to as well. And so to me, he was like he was like our Joe Clark. He wasn't as extreme as Joe Clark, but he had them same principles. like he always wanted to make sure that we were successful. He did anything, any kind of resources that we needed, any of that. Like he was always there for us, and I feel like Bill Clark was in that same position. Like, and I understand what you say when uh, when you say like he's um he was his own worst enemy, but you gotta understand like when you in that position, bro, you gotta fight fire with fire. Like you can't you can't be weak in the eyes of them kids because like they basically out on their own. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at Sam. Sam's was smoking crack. In high school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I keep, I, I, I'm gonna look up her name, but oh girl, she had a baby in high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Kid Ray, like, this motherfucker was crazy, he was out here, he was damn near gang leader, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you expect these teachers to kind of be over these kids who, who are so wild and you know what I'm saying, do what they do, and then it's like you can't really expect them to be babysitters. Or be um be um excuse me, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um uh oh, COs. You can't expect them to be like COs of a prison and be teachers and babysitters all at the same time. Like they already ain't getting paid what they supposed to be getting paid. So now they got all this extra stress on them, and you know what I'm saying, they trying to teach a class, you know what I'm saying? You got all these disruptive students, and then like in the movie. These motherfuckers, like, half of them will not even coming to class to begin with. And then, when you walk into the class, they trying to teach. Motherfuckers throwing paper balls at motherfuckers. Niggas in the back talking, passing notes. Uh, one motherfucker had a boom box. They was in the cypher freestyling. It's like, it's so much chaos going on. And then you walk into the school, they got graffiti everywhere. It's like, how the hell do you control this? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, i I definitely coming from an inner-city public school, like, I definitely felt this movie a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, like, what, what I mean by he was his own worst enemy, I, I didn't have a problem how he handled the kids. Right. I had a problem with how he handled the people that tried to be on his side. Like, what he did um, to Miss Elliot, right? Like, he fired Miss Elliot because, basically, she didn't kiss his ass. Like, yeah, she... And and it's just like, just like, shit like that. It's like, dude, like, she's on your side. You can't be, you can be a dictator to the kids, but you don't have to be a dictator to the adults. And even when it came to Darnell, like, Darnell spoke back to him. So he suspended his ass and he flipped his desk on him. And it's like, yo, you can't, you can't just come in, like, you can't expect for y'all to be, you know what I'm saying? the administrators of the school when all you do mm-hmm. is beat down all these people that are trying to help you. Now, did they need a little bit of discipline as well? Maybe they needed a little bit because they had the worst test scores in the state. But at the same time, mm-hmm. how can they teach in those type of circumstances? Like, mm-hmm. even if, even if you are teaching in those circumstances, like some of these kids, probably couldn't even read, you know what I'm saying, to a fifth grade level. So how do you expect him to pass the basic test? So there's right. a lot of stuff that's going on in the movie. And it was just the way that he was going off on some of these people who were, you know, quote unquote on his side. And they and like um Miss mm-hmm. Levias was saying, like, we, we see your effort. We see what you're trying to do. But at the same time, you don't have to tear us down in the process of trying to get to that goal that we all trying to reach. Like we all trying to get these kids to pass the basic exam test. Like we're all trying to do it. Right. But with you, you know what I'm saying? Beating us down just because you can't handle everything. It it, it was a little obsessive, Mm -hmm. but he proved this point in the end. Because like Mr. Vaya said, when they got into that argument in the hallway, basically her whole thing was you can at least say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Or right. I appreciate what you're doing. Right. It was just always demands, demands, demand on top of demand. And she was just saying like, OK, even when we get the stuff done that you want us to get done, you don't even show us any appreciation in the process. So that's what I meant by a little extreme. Like he needed to be extreme with the kids and he needed to be extreme by putting chains on the doors <clears throat> until, you know, fighting yeah. fire with the, with the mayor on like, yo, I need y'all to give me those nice fancy doors that would a long go off, like you get, a, you know, the schools down the street. Mm-hmm. So I get that point, but yeah, I just felt that he didn't have to be that way with the staff.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, I I see what you're saying, but it's like when you when you come into those situations, it's like, you know what I'm saying, basically being the head coach of the team. And, you know, you don't get to pick your staff. You basically are stuck with the staff that was there the year before. And you're going into, uh, uh, let's say, a 2-14 team. When you go talk to the staff, you're not going to be – you're not gonna be high-fiving the staff and cool with the staff. You're gonna be like, yo, what the fuck was y'all doing last year to to basically be two fourteen? We gotta turn this whole ship around. We gotta we gotta make sure we stay afloat. Y'all sinking. So I mean, like, I get it, I get why he was so abrasive and aggressive when he was coming in there and talking to people and interacting with, you know, send the teachers and, and everybody, and even the ones that was trying to be on his team or even the ones that was backing him up. I still kind of understand why he was so, you know what I'm saying, like so straightforward with him. Cause it's like he was on a mission. His mission was to make sure that these kids get out of this place and they can go be, you know what I'm saying? Remember, even in the um when he was talking on stage, he was like, Yo, my mission is to make sure that y'all are successful. So when he's out here, I mean when he's in these when he's in this school, <clears throat> when he is in the school and he's sitting here talking to the kids and trying to make sure that you know they they getting the the messages that they supposed to get and they getting the lessons that they are supposed to get it's like you can't really like you can't really treat one group better than the other you got to be uh on a, on a straight plateau with everybody and you got to let everybody know like especially in that school you can't show no weakness I don't care if you if you being nice or whatever, you can't show no weakness in that school. Because we seen how it was when he first got there. And like I said, the kids were throwing paper balls, playing the beatbox in the in the school and all that. Like they didn't care. He walked through, he walked through on his first day with the with the suitcase, and they had graffiti on the back of the wall. It was paper everywhere. The half the lockers was open. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it, it's chaos. So when you go into chaos. Like I said, you got to fight fire with fire. Like, there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no coddling any of the teachers. No, we need to make sure that we are giving these kids exactly what they need. And I'm going to – and basically, he was looking at it like, I'm going to do this by all means. Like you said, his only downfall was when he had that meeting and he said what he said, the lady came and and she went after him. But I feel like towards the end, well – of course, but towards the end of it all, man, like, I think everybody kind of seen his vision, and he really changed lives, and he really made people, you know what am saying, like, better people. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he really turned these kids' lives around. He did, but you got to admit, Mr. Clark was bipolar, all right?
0: You got to admit this. You got to. because well, You got to be, though. You kind of got to be. Because— You got to be. So, so you remember the scene when when, when my one fucking comedian dude—I wish I could remember his name—when he was acting like Mister Clark, and he he had he's at, he's, yeah. he had his hand up, it's like he had the microphone thing, uh, the uh the uh damn what they call them things, uh fuck, like the the sound horn thing. So he was acting like he was talking with that, and he was oh, like Sam, yeah. get over <laughs> here, put you put your pants up, Sam, yeah. put your pants up. And then he called the girl. He said, come over here. He was like, what is he doing? He was like, do we got the juice to be me? He was like, does that, that mean what you're doing? And then he was like, uh, he was like, go down to my office. And he was like, <laughs> he, said, he said, Mr. Clark, I was just playing. And he was like, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, <laughs> it's like little shit like that. Yeah. It's like, you never know when he's serious. And then like in that moment, he was just having a good moment. And then he started jump roping with the
1: kids. Is Sam's fat ass see, doing it? But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, man, you know he wasn't gonna be able to jump rope for real, man. That was a movie, and you know he wasn't jump rope. For real, man, <laughs> man hey. listen, J- Jermaine, Jermaine, Huggy Hopkins was this dude, man. From from Juice to Lean on Me to uh, How to Be a Player, he's been in a whole bunch of other stuff, but those three movies, man.
0: He is that dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, you got to put how to be a player in it. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man. Like he he did a, he did a good job. But see, then like, it, like you really only seen Mister Clark happy in like four scenes. It was like yes. it was that scene. It was when the new song. When he heard the new song, he walked back to his office and he high-fives Darnell on his way down. He wasn't happy long though, yeah. because when he got back, he saw the test scores and then he flipped again. <laughs> but then he got yeah, he was yeah. happy. Um he was happy uh at the at the end when the kids came down then when he got locked up. And like mm-hmm. it's just the effort that he was putting in, it it, it was great. But at the same time, they're just like with me and you, in case you talk about shit like that, like you don't get to a certain point without a team. Mm-hmm. And right. yes. he never would have been able to flip that school the way that he did without that team. And I felt right. that, like, yeah, if you if you need to fight fire with fire, like, yes. But if they get the job done, you can at least say thank you. I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and it was just the, it was yeah. just the fact that, and that's why Miss Levias really felt the way she felt like she was like because she, when she was talking to him in the hallway, she was like, "Look, I had a dad like you," so she was like, "I thought I could take it," and she mm-hmm. really took it for a lot of the time. But what really pissed her off was when, uh, man, what had happened? I, I he saw the test scores, and then, um. No, it was when he he was coming into the office and uh, and he was walking with the uh, with his friend uh, Frank and she came up to him and asked yeah. him something and, uh, it, and and it got to the point where anytime people need anything done, everybody went to Mr. Clark. So like Mr. Clark is walking with Frank and all these kids. Then that's when my one girl, the Latino girl, come up to him. He was like. She was like, you don't have anything for the Latino. She said, you got basketball for the blacks, football for the blacks. You got a chess club for the whites. <laughs> she was like, you don't have nothing for that. And then he was like, you know, you be a lawyer with a mouth like that. And so then, like, all these kids are coming up to him, and everybody's trying to, you know, I need to use the phone and all this stuff. And then he walks into the office with Frank, and then Mr. Vice was like, hey, Mr. Clark, we need you to do this. He was like, look, I can't do this and do this and do this and be a 10 places at one time. He was like, you're my vice principal. Won't you do it? And it's like, yeah. well, damn, dude. Like, I, I get there was a lot of people hounding you at that time. But another reason why everybody's hounding you because you the one that's acting like you are the only one that can handle everything. So that's why all mm-hmm. of the students was kind of hounding him because he set this precedent of like, I'm the one who's changing everything. I'm the one that you know y'all need to talk to for something to get done, and then that's what really took her over the edge to what she needed to have mm-hmm. that conversation with him. But, but overall, like man, it was it was it was a it was a great effort of what he put up, and it's like anytime I hear it, like there's not many situations where you hear it, but anytime I hear Cold 10. I always think about lean on me, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then call 10, get the chains out the door. The enemy's here. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> like so, anyway, so he ran he my- ran out there with Candyman. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you just said that. So real quick, man, let's let's talk about this cast, man. We got um, you know what I'm saying? The great Morgan Freeman, man, that's Joe Clark. Um, we got uh Miss Beverly Ty as Miss Levias. We got Robert, I think you pronounce it Gyume as Frank Napier. Alan North, um, who's been in some great movies as uh the mayor. Um, let's see. Uh Link pen she's been in some good movies too. She was Leona Barry. I think she was the old girl's mom in that movie. Um Michael Beach, who played Mr. Darnell, who was um who was the – uh he was the – if anybody knows who Michael Beach is, he was the husband that cheated with Cousin Faith and Soul Food. Um, let me see. Jermaine Hopkins is in this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to see who else, who else, who else. Uh, Tony Todd, Candyman. You know what I'm saying? He was in this. Um – trying to see any other names that I can see. Nope. I think that's it. I don't see no other names that we would know. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, like, yeah, that's a, what, that's a pretty I, nice... I wish... Oh, I'm sorry? I wish I Michael, could... Michael, Michael, Imper, uh, Michael Imper, Imperioli from... Um, the Sopranos. He's in this. Um, let me see. Who did he play in the Sopranos? Uh, he played Ooh, wait a minute. Let me go back. Christopher Moltisanti. So, if you're a Sopranos fan, or uh he played Spider in Goodfellas. uh I yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. He
0: was in this.
1: trying to see if anybody else is in here that's it that's the only people that i could think of at the time or that i I know personally or seen personally but that's a pretty decent cast bro oh yeah for sure
0: and i thought that the 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 dudes that were um that was the songbirds i thought they was a a a real r&b group
1: um you might, you know what? You might be right. Now. Let me see if I can find them. Uh, I can't remember what it what, what, it, what the group was that. though. Yeah, I
0: remember. I can't remember what the group was, but like, um, yeah, man, like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you straight. but no, like, oh, man, it was it's a
1: group called. Uh, it's a, it's a group called Riff.
0: Yeah, I thought that was I thought they was a real group, and um, but yeah, man, they they killed they killed the Eastside song, man. Hardest album out of ever, like there ain't no song better better than that one. But they 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 did a phenomenal job on it. It was so funny when uh when they when they went over to sales when they was singing it and sales was lip singing over there. That shit was hilarious. But. <laughs> I love the the um the one scene where he was giving the speech. Um you know when he was saying what what the outsiders were saying about them as far as you know they're a bunch of uh niggers and spicks and poor white trash and mm-hmm. they're inferior and they can't learn and all of that stuff. And like he gave them that motivation. To you know, what I'm saying come up because they had to take the test in like an hour. So he gave them like mm-hmm. that motivational speech, and in that motivation mot um, if I can even talk, motivational speech <laughs> speech was he damn apolo- Not a it was it was it was it was kind of an apology without saying sorry, but he yeah. told Miss Vias that he appreciate her, you know. And yeah, then yeah. they seen the great Bill Withers song. You know what I'm saying lean on me. And mm-hmm. Mr. Violet, because she had asked for it when she had, you know, got into it with him in the hallway, mm-hmm. she asked for a transfer. And so when he walked in before they speech, he gave her the transfer papers. And right when they were saying lean on me, she you know what I'm saying, bottled up the paper. She was just like, that that I would take that as an apology. I would, you know what I'm saying? And she seen the emotion that was in him, and she, she seen that he believed in these students. And she knew that he was doing this for a good cause. And everybody it's like, it's, had I mean, like she an understanding him of them. why he put the chains on the doors. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I and I think that, man that song whether Bill Withers is singing it or Mrs. Powell is singing it, that shit ring off that make it man you walk through a brick wall yeah. man when that song is on and and she did she did she did believe in him and to get to the thing like she so say code ten code ten the enemy's here he runs out you know what I'm saying the ugly ass lady out there, you know what I'm saying, with the, with, the, with the fire chief and the mayor, they called him with the chains on the doors, and so you know, he tell him, Mr. Vice mm-hmm. you know, you in charge now, so they take him to jail. And so then the students come in, they come and protest down at the police station. And it was also a powerful scene where the, the one Latino girl that was saying that, you know, they got all these programs for this and that and this and that. And he told her that she could be a lawyer. So the mayor and stuff, like they tried to talk to Joe. It was like, Joe, can you go out there and tell these kids to go home? You know how this type of stuff ends. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get violent if they don't go home. And then he was like, man, he was like, Joe, man, you have to. He was like, man, I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. And you forgot about that. That was one of the hardest Right there, that was the first time I ever heard some shit like that. And so he was like, He told him that. And so then, like, the old ugly lady is trying to tell these kids to go home and say Joe Clark is a bad guy and all of this. And then, so to get back to the, the Latino girl, that's like, Look, she was like, uh. She was like, uh, "Y'all know the law, but y'all are twisting the law and all this type of stuff like that." And then my and then, then my man, he tried to say something about how y'all don't know, Mr. Clark. He's this and he's that. And old girl, he he not got pregnant. She, and then she makes it personal. The one girl got to make the shit pregnant. I understand. He got her pregnant and tried to say it wasn't his. That wasn't the time yeah. to criticize my man. you know what I'm saying, look, we down here for Mr. Clark. We ain't down here to be you know what I'm saying? It's talking about I need to be handling my responsibility. It ain't about me right now. We talking hold about hell
1: no, listen. <laughs> she ain't he didn't care about none of that shit. she been she been waiting <laughs> to tell that motherfucker you deserve. <laughs> you need to be handling your shit right now. I don't give a fuck. You can't say nothing. You don't get to say nothing. You down here protesting for Mr. Clark, protest these papers, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she, she ain't trying to hear that shit oh
0: man that's fucking funny boy. that is too fucking funny yo but, speaking uh, of that
1: bro speaking of that real quick like like that that has to be a, a, a crazy well I ain't gonna say crazy but like that has to be like a wild feeling you know what I'm saying like or well we know it's a wild situation but it would have to be, like, a wild feeling, bro, just to, like, be a high school or be in high school and then, like, becoming a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is deep, bro. Like, you basically, you ain't even got your shit established yet. You don't even know what, what college you're going to. You don't even know how you about to get lunch. Like, you don't know nothing. But you got a fucking kid, bro. You ain't got no job, no nothing like Could you imagine yourself being in that position, like being in high school and then like being a fucking father, bro?
0: By God, let me tell you. So, my mom got pregnant with my sister. Freshman in high school, she was 16. My sister got pregnant with my nephew, she was 17. So, as crazy as my mind is, I, I think Unorthodox, right? So when I'm 18, yeah, that was my scariest year of fucking. Cause I'm like, my mama got crazy. <laughs> <in the season. laughs> yeah. Hey, I was you know, pulling out like I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I was like, 18 was scary, but I was like, no. I was like, man, I just think <laughs> like that, man. I think crazy as hell. And but 18 was
1: no, nah, I'm, like, I'm with you
0: though.
1: I'm with you though. I, I, I know exactly how you felt like when you said that shit, bro. Listen, like when I was in school, bro. Like when I was when I was doing my thing, and I'm like, yo, I'm trying to make, bro. I I bought, you know how they used to have the big 32 pack of condoms. Yeah, bro. I made I made my brother take me to the store to go buy them, motherfuckers. Bro. I made sure I wouldn't have none of that, bro. Fuck,
0: dude. Bro. No. I, you know, I didn't have to buy condoms until, what? Dude, this is how crazy it was. Mm-hmm. I can't. So when I turned 13, my guy. Yeah. My mama gave me, because she's you know, back in the day, you could go, like, they would go to the uh, the women's, uh, the health department. And yeah. they would give you, they would give women bags of condoms. So when I turned female, 13, yeah. yeah, my mama gave me a bag of condoms and told me to bring burning white babies in her house.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, listen, I got the I got the same speech. I just didn't get the
0: bag of condoms. I definitely got the same speech. <laughs> hey. So obviously okay. I didn't listen to it. But <laughs> That's but, hilarious. but I got free condoms, dude. I used to get bags of condoms from my mama and my sister. So I never had to yeah. buy condoms. Because I, I took my condoms to college, my guy, and then I ended up meeting the woman that I had married. So it was just like, well, damn, right. I ain't had to buy no condoms until I was like in my 30s. Because it was damn. like, because I ain't need them hey, bitches man, listen, no more. I,
1: I, remember, I remember going to, I remember like being out, walking to the store. bro. They used to have a fish bowl at the corner store, you know what I'm saying? And it used to be filled with condoms and you could get uh I remember they had the lifestyles, you get the lifestyles three, four a dollar, or you can get the magnums for uh a dollar fifty. Man, listen. If all I had was two dollars, give me six lifestyles. I don't give a goddamn what nobody say. <laughs> give me them six lifestyles, bro. I'm about to rock out and I'm about to bang something real quick, but I need these comments, bro. I definitely Had helicopters going around.
0: Dude, it's so funny that you say that because, dude, I used to have the lifestyle. They used to give me the tuxedos, the black joints. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to have the black joints. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. That's funny.
0: But yeah, yeah, I could do. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because my nephew, Yeah. you know what I'm saying my like me and my sister um we are 7 years apart and me and my nephew we are 11 mm-hmm. years apart so you know i seen it and i had to help a lot you know what i'm saying with him so but i couldn't imagine like having my own child um you know in high school like that fortunate i was fortunate enough to like i mean i didn't have Man. you know my first son until uh i was i was 22 when he was born so, I mean, you old enough to graduate college yeah, at
1: that Yeah, I was 21 so. with my person. Yeah,
0: yeah. so, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine that, man. But, um, but to get to that scene, like, you know, Mr. Clark is hearing these kids talk about it, and then the girl that was pregnant, she was just saying that, you know, Mr. Clark is like the only father that some of us have. And there was a deeper scene mm-hmm. with her earlier because she said that her mom kicked her out. And uh, Mr. Clark and Mr. Vias had went to her house, you know, to talk to her mom. And Mr. Clark yeah. was like, if I could get you
1: a job. Oh, that's it. That was a deep scene, bro. Yeah,
0: it was a real deep scene because, like, she was crying about how she didn't want her daughter to see her like this anymore. <clears throat> and he was like, if I could get you a, a yeah. you know what I'm saying, a new job and another place to stay, you know what I'm saying, could we, you know, fix this thing? And that's why I say, like, you when you in those type of neighborhoods and you dealing with these type of students that got these single parent homes and they can barely afford, you know, keeping their childs up and all of this type of stuff, to have a principal that'll go home and to put that forth effort to, you know, to get to get you on your feet like that. Now at the same time, he known this little girl since she was in elementary school because what I'm assuming is when he left Eastside High the first time, and he was at the member, they went and pulled him from elementary school. So I think right. that she went to Mr. Clark's elementary school, and he said that your mom was one of the most involved parents back then, but she must have went on some bad times and, you know, kind of distanced herself from helping out with the PTA and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, for like I said, Mr. Clark cared. He meant well. Sometimes it came off the wrong way. But that scene at the end was very powerful. And then, like, to get those test scores and to say that – and this is the crazy part. Now, I wanted it to really go down this way. So this dude is locked up for putting chains on the door. So basically, you know, creating a fire hazard. So they -hmm. get the test scores – He tells everybody that they passed. He tells the mayor, "You can kiss my black ass," and then he walks off. Don't you? (laughs) That definitely (laughs) happened. (laughs) That definitely happened, dude. We got charges on you. Where you going? (laughs) He just walked
1: off. (laughs) No, he didn't walk off. But he definitely told the mayor he can kiss his ass.
0: <laughs> that shit was wild, boy. That shit was wild, my god. Yeah. It was wild, Yo, like, okay, man, so, it's-
1: so okay, we talked about the we talked about the having a kid in high school. Did you know anybody who smoked crack in high school?
0: I don't I don't know anybody that smoked crack. Um yeah, it was going around that some people did some cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Uh Cocaine, weed.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, we we didn't we didn't have no crackheads at school. Now there was the local crackhead that used to walk up and down this block called Sunnyside. I grew up in Sunnyside. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Claire
0: Everybody Roof. had a local crackhead. Yeah, her name been. was Claire, her name was Claire Roof. She actually died last year.
1: Oh, man, R.I.P., man. But you know what's crazy? They used to always tell you to stay in school. (laughs) (laughs) No bullshit. Hey, listen, you you talking about one that used to walk up and down your street, right? We used to have one that walked up and down our street, uh, well, my grandma's street. Um, His name was Bird. And listen, when I tell you, like, he was the nicest dude ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? He made sure he stopped. used to talk to my grandma, everything. But he always looked out, no matter what. He stayed looking out.
0: Yeah, like Claire, Claire Ruth, man, she used to, I mean, the word was, and, and it was so crazy because, like, you know what I'm saying? I was at my peak. You know what I'm saying? I'm 18, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. I'm at my peak. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's just like, and then I would just look at her, and I would hear the stuff like, yeah, man, people should get head because she done had her teeth. You know what I'm saying? And like, you would hear my hey, talking no. about, like, like they would, like, Crayrou was, you know, give head for crack. And I'm like, y'all put, let yeah. her put, you know what I'm saying? like, Ugh. like man, y'all crazy, man. <laughs> 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 like she put that mouth on me. And then, and then you had a dude trying to make it sound better, like man, she ain't got no teeth in the way. I don't give a fuck. It don't matter. She smell crack,
1: man. <laughs> like no, I don't want the crack saliva to get in me. I don't want none of that. Yeah. Hey, listen. So, okay, like for me, right? I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of drug addict family members, and so. I I knew the symptoms and like the, the you know what I'm saying, like the movements and all that. So when I got to high school, we also had, well, it wasn't a problem, but we also had like a few kids in our school who did cocaine. So it was this, it was this one girl, uh, and I'm not going to say her name, of course, but it was this one girl, like I had a huge crush on her. Like, I mean, a huge crush. Like, this is my dream girl, bro. And it was a rumor that was going around the school that she was doing cocaine. And when I tell you, my whole world fell apart, bro. Like, I contemplated who I liked for the rest of my high school life. <laughs> <laughs> Off of that one rumor. <laughs> I was just like, what? I was like, who am I picking in the streets, bro? <laughs> 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 <Okay>. Cocaine. <laughs> I literally. Hey, listen. I went home. I went home that day when I heard that rumor, bro. And I literally sat on my bed and was staring at the floor, like, damn, bro. She do cocaine, like, like how did I know this kind of stuff? Like, what's going on with my life that I'm looking at things that like cocaine? Okay, like, what's going on? But she was so, like, this girl was so beautiful, bro. Like, I had, a, I had the hugest crush on her. But when I finally heard the rumor, because I don't know if she did it or not. Like she it never it never seemed like she did. She did disappear for a long ass time from school, but she ended up popping back up by graduation. But we had this rumor that she used to sniff cocaine and she used to be out there with the drug dealers. Like she used to leave school and hop in the car with the drug dealers. And when I heard that, bro, like my whole heart just like crushed and crumbled. And I was just like, man, I don't know what I'm doing in my life no more, bro. That's just the craziest <laughs> thing i heard in my life, man. It was just, it was wild. But, like, I knew, I knew, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody in the in the high school, well, not everybody, but most of the people in the high school, you know what I'm saying, smoke weed, shit like that. But I never looked at weed as a drug. That was just something that, you know what I'm saying, people could get to. But, like, when I heard of people doing, like, cocaine and, like, hard drugs, I was like, God damn, like, bro, these niggas is my age. How,
0: who Who is giving these motherfuckers hard drugs? Dude, you want to talk Ooh, about rumors? Dude, you want to talk about rumors? Yeah. Man, I remember it was uh, after a basketball game my senior year. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, got back to the school. It was an away game. So get back to the school. You know what I'm saying? I took a shower mm-hmm. at the school. You know what I'm saying? Put on my clothes. And I'm walking out with, um, i just say, um put the point guard. So me and him were walking out. And so, his, yeah. so this girl is out there. And so she's like, you know, what you getting into? And it was a Friday night. So I had to go to work in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I worked at Wendy's on the weekend. So I had to be at work at seven o'clock in the yeah. morning. So I'm like, shit, man, I'm about to go home. Like I gotta work in the then morning. You had
1: a job in high
0: school? Dude, I work. I've been working
1: since I was 15. Oh, man, damn. Dude, listen, I, dude, I played. My first, my first job was, I think I was like 19, 20. Dude, I, I worked every weekend since I was
0: 15. I played three sports. I worked every weekend. And unless I had like a weekend, like tournament or something like that, like they worked with me, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a lot. You know what I'm saying? If it was like if yeah. we had like. You know, when I because you know I played on the AAU team and shit, and it was like if we had like okay. a, uh, a, a, you know, a tournament in Clemson or Augusta or Savannah or some shit like that, I'd be like, hey, we got a tournament this weekend, so they'd be Man, like, all right, cool. That's crazy, so bro. yeah, so they was they 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 worked with me, but like I remember like during the summers, like I would even work during the week during the summer, like in between my like workouts and shit, like dude, I always had yeah. to work like. My people ain't have money like that. I had to have a job, so
1: oh, I no, was, listen, um, I'm feeling bad now, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, my mom didn't really have no money like that, a bro. But like, it's just it's, it's crazy because like I never had to get a job until I was like out of the house. I didn't get a job until I was like literally out of the house.
0: That's dude, crazy, like, to me, bro. Dude, my first, my first job, my, I worked at uh, this uh this grocery store called winn Dixie, so I worked at winn Dixie for a while I, yeah I know Dixie a is. couple of months and then i and then I started working at Wendy's, and I worked at Wendy's like throughout high school and like then up into my senior hey, year then I started you know
1: what's crazy so my wife when we first met, she used to work at sonic right mm-hmm. and um we after after we like officially got together she 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 uh she wanted to quit working at Silence because she hated the job. So I was like, yeah, you know, I was making a lot of money at the time when I was working. So I was like, well, not a lot, but I was, I made enough to be able for her to quit. So I was like, yeah, go ahead, quit. So she quit for like, I think it was like six months. And she was like, man, fuck this shit. I got to get a job again. And her next job was Wendy's, bro. Yeah,
0: dude. I worked, I worked at Wendy's for a long time. Then, like, then my senior year, I worked at Burger King up until my first year of college. I was working okay. at Burger King. And um so, so then what ended up happening was like, so the girls like, you know, you know, what you getting into? And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I gotta work in the morning, so I'm just going to the crib. And so she like, You sure? I'm like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get up with y'all. So I go to work, you know what I'm saying? Weekend up, I go back to school Monday. I heard about you Friday night. Like, you know, just from, from another girl, I'm like, you talking about? Like, She was like, I heard what you did. And I'm like, what you talking about, man? I went home after the game outside to work. What? I heard such and such gave you some head. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> I'm like,
1: who just says that they gave me Whoa, head? Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> time out. Time out. Y'all had girls that was volunteering head on the rumors, on the rumors. I'm like, man, what? what? Like, hey, listen, what? we used to we used to make those rumors up. <laughs> we used to make the rumors up. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we used I'm to like, go around and say chicks gave us head. What, dude? It was so you went crazy. To high school, man.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to finish the story, but hold up. Dude, we had a head scandal, dude. My freshman year, my freshman year, you know, like the girls that would be like the water girls and shit? Yeah. Man, she was giving everybody head on the football team, right? And so then, everybody but me, obviously, like, I don't know, maybe they just didn't want to give me a head, man. I I didn't even get to get nothing from the girl. But anyway, so... The whole, dude, it was in the newspaper. Everything, it was on the news and everything, dude, about this this head scandal at our high school. And so you then, did. I'm dead serious. <coughs> dead serious. Happened in 2000. And then what ended up happening? So after the football season, it's basketball season. So we had a away game at um, one of our rivals, Blue Ridge, right? And yeah. so, um, they did a chant <laughs> about the girl giving head at the basketball. game. Yeah. Dude, it got crazy, dude. It got crazy. Hey, man, we hey, never had vicious, man. Dude, we never had any more female trainers or nothing after that shit. Oh, it was nothing. Man. But but to get back to that, like so then the um yeah. so I'm, you know, I'm tracking it down and I hear who said it. So I'm like, "All right, so I track her down. Like, yo, what's up? Like, why are you going around telling people you gave me head? I didn't say that. Like, what you mean? You are the only person that I seen after <laughs> the game. Somebody <laughs> said it. Said it was you. It was like, like, it, dude, I just thought it was so insane because it was just like, who's just gonna volunteer head? Like, you didn't even say I smashed yeah. the button. You, <laughs> you just said you gave me head. Like, like, what is that? Like, dude, it was it was crazy. High school. High school was wild.
1: Like my high school was cool, man. Like it hey, man, was. The closest I came, the closest I came to something like that was. So it was. I was talking to this one girl, right, in um, in English class, my senior year, and I was flirting with her, but I was trying to, you know, saying so like I was trying to bag her, right, but she would never give me no play. So, you know what I'm saying? Every English class, we sat by each other. So, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm using my best skills. And it's just not working. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, she ain't breaking down the wall or nothing for a player. Like, I'm like, man, come on, man. I, I, I'm I, like, bro, I know, I know for a fact, bro, she's going to eventually crumble. So, I think I'm like two, two two and a half weeks in, right? She still ain't giving me no play. So, another chick. She started feeling me. So I ended up, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, moseying on over to her. So we had uh, we had math class together. So we in math class, you know what I'm saying? we She reaching back, throwing me notes. I'm passing her notes back, sneaking, you know what I'm saying? We talking in the hallways and everything like that. So at the end, like toward the end of senior year, now mind you, bro, like I'm working on, on one of these chicks got to get with me. I'm working on both of them. One of these chicks got to show me some love, Man, look. It, you know what I'm saying? It's lunchtime. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't go to lunch. We just stay in the English teacher class and kick it. You know what I'm saying? But we call it study period. But we really just in there, just you know what I'm saying, chilling out, talking. So we in there, man, and I go in the hallway to my locker real quick. And I look down the hallway and I see both of them standing at the end of the hallway talking to each other. I don't pay no attention at first. It's just, it's a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talked to everybody in high school. So I'm getting something out of my locker, close my locker and look. Then they both look at me and one of them point to me. And now I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Then the other one was like, come here. I was like, fuck that. I went back in the English (laughs) class and closed the door.
0: No, no.
1: I I, I, I ran. I ran from that shit. Fuck that. Look, so I'm forgetting that anybody can walk into the classroom. The the door ain't locked for nothing. I just closed the door. Anybody can walk into the classroom. The English teacher don't care, you know what I'm saying? As long as, you know, you come in there and, and make it look like you was in there, like, studying. So Uh they get, you know, so they they grab a a book or whatever and they open the door like they about to walk in, but they standing at the door. And they telling me, like, come here, come here. So I'm like, fuck. Go walk outside. Man, they both let me have it, bro. I ain't getting neither one of them, bro. I'm so sorry, bro. My whole life.
0: No. Hey,
1: that listen, before my eyes. Have you ever had two women just yelling at you, bro? It's the worst, bro.
0: Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh no, people, I know we're look, this is related to lean on me, I swear, cause these are high school this is, stories. This is definitely listen, related to lean on me. This is high school listen, stretch. Listen, so I <laughs> see one way one thing I fucked up in high school. I dated a girl for two years. So that was that was that was bad. But so oh, when I man. when I got out of that relationship, that's when shit, you know what I'm saying, really ramped up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's 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 when <laughs> hey, that's when the pussy I, rate shot I up. You got a story like that too. Yeah,
1: okay, I no, I like got
0: one too. no, I got one related to that. So I didn't really mess around with a lot of girls at my high school. I really only messed around like maybe okay. like two girls <laughs> from my high school. So I was messing around with yeah. this girl with the school. She went to another school that was in Greer. And then because we had three high schools in grid. And like, and then we had another oh, high school that's right outside of grid. So I was messing with this girl at this one yeah. other school. And so then she ended up, then I'm talking to this other girl, friend at this other school, right? So then yeah. me and that friend, we like me and that girl, we kind of, you know what I'm saying, we stopped messing with each other. So, but then I started talking to the other girl. So I had I had a little I had a little rotation. I ain't gonna lie, I had a little rotation back then. And so, yeah. <laughs> so then this girl that went to the other high school in Greer, right? She transferred to that school. Yeah. Right. So I don't think nothing of it. Oh. So sure. then I get a phone call. I'm I'm hanging out at my homeboy house. It's me and like three other homeboys. like four of us. So we called the one girl yeah. to come over. And she was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm doing homework, nah, 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 all this type of stuff. I didn't call her, though. The other dude called her. So yeah. then, so I'm chilling. I get a phone call. Hey, do you know such and such? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, I stopped with her at lunch today. So I'm like, okay. And she told me that she was with you last night. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then and so then she's like, "Okay, cool." So then she's like, "Was you over such and such house the other day?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "We called you." She's like, "What you mean we called you?" I said, "When old dude called you, I was with him." I was like, "We was all hanging out." She was like, "Oh, if I knew you was there, I would have came." So I'm oh, like, "Shit, we could do all yeah. this shit over again." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was like, "We could do." I thought we could run this back. We can run this back. So like. I didn't get in a situation where the two mm-hmm. girls started yelling at me. They just kind of looked at it like, oh, okay, so we both rocking with him. All right, cool,
1: whatever. That's crazy. Okay, so look, I got a, I got a story, right? It's kind of similar to the first story you were talking about before you had told that one. So, um, before we got into high school, we had like this little, like uh, it was like a, a math and science camp. I think it was like a week, maybe two weeks long. So we went there, you know what I'm saying? We got, you know what I'm saying, acquainted with everybody we was going to basically be in school with. Because like I said, we were sectioned off from the rest of the school, basically. And so I was messing with this one girl, but she liked me, but she ain't really like me. So after a while, I was just like, forget it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You boring, I ain't paying you no attention, whatever, whatever. She was like, cool, she ain't really care. So this one chick and now this was like one of the smartest chicks in school. I end up getting with her. Now this is my high school sweetheart, right? So, I mean, man, we I well at the time we was in love, like we was like real love. It was like real puppy love. You know what I'm saying? We in the hallway kissing, like hugging <laughs> each other all the time. I'm walking her to class, like man, listen, I'm talking about, bro. I'm 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 head on the like she got me wrapped around her finger. And then I don't know what happened, but I think it was like between her friends and between the teachers, they just got they just got to her. And they was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be one of these girls. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be messing with him because he's lazy. He don't do his homework. He'll do <laughs> like all kind of shit, right? Yeah, bro, I'm t- listen, the teachers was hating, bro. The teachers was hating on me. Straight cock blocking. So I walk her to class, right? I'm walking her. To, I think this this freshman year, I walk her to class, bro. She broke up with me, bro. On a purple piece of paper, bro. Ah oh, man, and when I tell you, it, listen, if any if anybody follow me here from Already Home Podcast, y'all know the story because we got we had an episode called the paper. The the paper was purple. So, man, listen. I'm walking back. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking to my class. I'm late to my class, but I'm walking to my class. And I opened the note, bro, and when I read it, I'm walking into class reading it. Bro, when I tell you, bro, my heart was broke for, like, three weeks straight, <laughs> I thought I was holding it together, bro. I'm moping around the house. I'm moping around school. My mom like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with me. She's like, yeah, it is. You walking around right here like something happened to you. And I was like, man, such and such broke up with me and it- she was like, boy, if you don't get your home to take your <laughs> to, no too, that She was like, you'll be all right, man. Listen, I'm so heartbroken, bro. Like, cause I really loved it. Like at the time I felt like I really loved this girl, bro. Like, that's all I was thinking about was her, bro. Like, we used to sleep on the phone out of, you know, out of high school stuff. Yeah. yeah. Man? that yeah. was my bro. that was my high school sweetheart, and she broke up with me over a piece of paper, bro. And I was just crushed, man. That I'm telling you, it's high school was a real good
0: time though, but it was oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh man, I got a good one. But before that, now, Miss Laura, if you're out there, my old assistant principal. Now, before before I met April, I should have been searching for you. I wanted Miss Laura so bad, but like she came in like my junior year, and man, that was like the baddest woman I ever seen in my life at the time. she was an assistant principal. Oh, what, man! I swear, and she used to eye me too. I know she did. I, 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 that wasn't <laughs> in my head. I know it wasn't, in my, that
1: head.
0: That wasn't in my head. That wasn't in my head. That wasn't in my head. But so, dude. So this is the thing, though. When I first broke, when I first broke up with the girl, right? that I dated for two years, right? When I first broke up with yeah. her, I'm hanging, I'm hanging with my homeboy, and he ended up now. See, this is what got me in trouble with April. It's because oh, yeah. I told her about the about the whole little Clemson thing. So yeah. I'm I'm hanging with my homeboy. My homeboy, remember I told you my homeboy I played football at Clemson. So so we, we hanging out during Christmas break. And he just like, long story short, he was like, hey, four girls. I'm like, I'm down. So it, it was we called.
1: Need. Yeah,
0: that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you yeah. need. So yeah. we called two, <laughs> yeah. we call two we called our two other homeboys. They caked up with their girls, so it's just me and him. So he's like, hey, Mm -hmm. I really want this one. He was like, you can pick whoever you want out of the three, but I just really want this one. So I'm like, all right, cool. So all of them walk in, all of them bad. I'm like, I don't even Mm -hmm. care. Mm i was like, whoever sit beside me, that's who I'm talking to. So long story short, so I'm talking to the, And then the girl I ended up talking to, she went to Clemson with him. Now, I'm still a senior in high school at the time. So yeah, um so I ended up rocking with the with the girl that uh she was a swimmer at Clemson. So I'm sitting here talking nice. to this girl and then what ended up happening, so you know what I'm saying, we rocking out, but then she got to go back to school. But we still we still cool. Mm-hmm. So she would like dude, and I had a car at the time, but dude, like so we had a basketball game yeah. on Friday night. So we all, you know, in the layup line, you know, just talking shit. And uh, so the other dudes mm-hmm. talking about like these girls that go to our school and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what's name coming to the game tonight? Uh, you know, you know how you talk. When you know when you know girls coming to the game. I was like, listen. I said I got a girl coming tonight. I said, man, she better than all these bitches y'all talking about. <laughs> They're like, man, you whatever. Man. <laughs> I was like, yo, I like I got a girl that drove from Clemson. She's coming to the game tonight. They're like, yeah, right. And she uh, walked in the no. gym. Walked in the gym, my guy. Yeah. I said, there she go right there. All of them looked at me is like, you the man, son. You the man. <laughs> so I had a girl. <laughs> I had a girl that was a swimmer at Clemson University as a senior high school. smashing. And then, she would, then yeah. I went back to Clemson with her, you know what I'm saying, after the game. So I spent the weekend with her. You know what I'm saying? So I I had to call the job like he ain't yeah. he ain't coming in. <laughs> so she would take yeah, me to class. I can't make it. Yeah, I can't make it, nah, I, I can't <laughs> make it this week. And then she would drive then she would drive me back home. Yeah. Like my guy, like dude, but this girl, man, it was just so crazy cuz that dude, like high school was high school was so wild, but and it and, and, and then like what? you want to talk about a confidence booster like with like I don't I mean, I'm pretty sure it's other dudes, especially now, you know what I'm saying? But see, I wasn't no high profile athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To be sitting here having a, a high school yeah. a, 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 a clips a scholarship and man. Like I'm the man. <laughs> I'm, like, man I'm the man oh, around these parts, the man. But then you start looking at the high school girls like <laughs> man, look, look, get the, out of
1: here. The closest I ever had the, the closest I ever had to something like like that situation, right? Was, well, it wasn't even a real thing. It was just something that I don't remember if it was something that my dudes had like just made up because we were just you know what I'm saying like talking shit, or if this was like a real rumor that was going around. But like people thought senior year that I was having sex with my English teacher. <laughs> they thought that I was boning my English teacher senior year, and I forgot who. I don't know if, if I forgot who started it or how it got around. But all I don't know is that, like, she, because she was super cool, right? Like, she went to Hampton, thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was super dope. She would let us listen to jazz music in class, and I was into, like, jazz music and shit, so, like, for me, she was just, like, a super dope teacher, so anything that she needed, anything that she wanted to do, I was always the first one to volunteer, always, you know what I'm saying? So, somehow, or some way or another, like, I guess people took that as I was basically, like, her little, you know what I'm saying? Like, her little boy toy, and I was boning her. So like people was actually going around and then like coming to ask me, like, was we doing it? And I'm like, no. Like, bro, like, <laughs> I'm not, she married. That's a whole married woman. Like, nah, bro. I'm in high school. Like, I wasn't even thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that at the time. So, like, that was the that's the, the last story I got. Like, people thought I was boning my English teacher's senior year in high school.
0: Dude, like, all, all I'm gonna say, then we'll jump into the fire flame, is Miss Delesio, yeah. You know I'm saying. That was, my first, that was my first teacher crush, was Mr. Lesio. I was in middle yeah. school. That was my first one. And then, yeah. and then Ms. Duncan, Ms. Duncan, she was also the track coach. Yeah. She's also the reason why I quit track. But she was one of the main reasons why I wanted to run track, and she was the main reason why I quit running track. <laughs> so, yeah. Ms. Duncan, <laughs> oh, the man.
1: Yeah,
0: I was a junior in high school. See, I thought, see, I just liked Mr. Letcio and Miss Duncan, but when it came to Miss 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 Lord, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was, I was fully grown at this time. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have a mustache yet, but yeah, I was. Me a while to get that started, but I will say my track story real quick. Fire flames. So we had we had we a hate. four by one relay team. I was I was the only. It was it was two seniors and a sophomore,
1: and I was a freshman. And the sophomore and so we we did.
0: And what the bad idea to be like, yo, we're going to take y'all two underclassmen off the track team. We're not off the track team, but off the four by one team. And we're going to create a B team. Uh, Like so we would basically have two four by one teams put all the classmen together. And we're just gonna rock it that way. Well, what ended up happening was me and my guy that went to Clemson. We let a few weeks go by, and we looked at it like we look. We're checking on their football. You know, their forty times, not their forty times, but they um, they hundred times, and our times was faster. So we like, yo, since our time was faster. Won't you put this regular four by one team back together? And she's like, "Well, they're all seniors; they got a better chance of winning state." So I'm like, "Well, fuck it, I quit." So I walked off the track field because I was just like, "It don't make, like what you're saying don't make no sense." Like, no matter if they're seniors or not, we're faster than they are, and I just thought it was stupid. So I was like, "I'm done." So I just quit, and then. What I ended up doing was <laughs> I just ended up doing little, like little event, like the little uh, I would do the high jump, triple jump, long jump. Like I would do like little shit like that. And then like sometimes like, dude, when I think about it, I was like, I was kind of the like the exception. Because like they would kind of like let me do yeah. what I wanted to do. It was kind of like, All right, I'll run the 400 meters this week. You now I'm saying I run the yeah. 400 hurdles. And now you'd be like, all right, Sean, come on. <laughs> you, can, you can come <laughs> do it. So it was like I was a part time track, right? <laughs> and they didn't care. They were just like, you go ahead. Like
1: whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's what's up, man. All right. So you ready, bro? You ready to get into the fire flames, man? Yes, sir. Yep, yeah, let's do All it. Right, let's do it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man, so it's fire flame time. Um I'm gonna go ahead and let you take this one, man. Go ahead, go first, bro. All right, man.
0: Uh, Well, we gave y'all a treat today. uh, Personal high school story, so I hope y'all enjoyed that. But, um... I would give, um... on me, man, when when it it comes to classics, um... You know, like I said, 1989 film, um, Morgan Freeman all-time. Um, you know, this is Morgan Freeman when he had salt and pepper hair. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't all great yet. And, um so I, I i'm gonna give it man with the with the <laughs> with the storyline that we got and it being based on a true story um with somebody that really wanted to change the community the way that he did he realized his flaws towards the end um it was a good uh a good script i'm 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 gonna give it out of these type of ratings man I, I I think i'm gonna give it a four uh, I'm gonna give it a four fire flame. Um I, I I think that I think that's a good rating for me, the way that I rate films. Um so I'm 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 gonna give it a four, man.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um for me, you know what I'm saying? I um when I watch this movie, it's it's not one of those movies that you know what I'm saying? I, I I go and just find to go watch. But if it's on TV, I'm definitely going to stop and watch it. Um, I love Morgan Freeman in his role. This is actually probably one of the first movies I even seen Morgan Freeman in. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is a, this is a great depiction of, of a person who really wanted to change lives who really wanted to make a difference in the world who did his best to uh, you know uh, make some change in a, you know what I'm saying where he was from and I think that was something that at the time a lot of people were scared to do you know what I'm saying he fought the system um, this encompassed everything that I know of at the time in high schools in the late 80s early 90s from drug use to vagrancy, I mean, not vagrancy, what is it called? Um, uh, truancy to um high school pregnancies, Uh, you know what I'm saying, dealing with gangs and drug dealers, you know what I'm saying, people just coming into school, having, you know what I'm saying, an inner city school that's getting low funding, you know what I'm saying, trying to get kids to, you know what I'm saying, pass tests to graduate, to become better people, like this this movie to me was so well put together and it just really was like a masterpiece for you know saying the, the time that it was supposed to be about. So for me, um, I'm just gonna go just a one step ahead of you, man. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. That's what's up,
0: that's what's up. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it one bit, man. Man, we got um We've been kind of hinting at this for a while, um, yeah. And 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 the time is finally here. And I mean, so how how are we gonna do this trailer? I mean, do we just go ahead and say what it is because don't nobody know what it is? Like, even if we say what the subject matter is, nobody know what it actually is.
1: Yeah, I, I think with this one, you know, what I'm saying it's one of those that we don't have to necessarily. Uh, do a a trailer about so this next one is basically going to be um our top five worst movies ever you know i'm saying we basically gonna give y'all another top five list um what's the last one that we did well it was our favorite right
0: yeah we did our favorites
1: yeah yeah so we did our favorites last time this year we're gonna bring you our worst um you know what I'm saying? Now, just because we say it's our worst movie don't mean that we don't like the movie. It's just exactly. you know what I'm saying? We just look at the movie as it's, you can tell it's a bad movie. We know it's a bad movie. Um, Maybe the acting was horrible. Maybe the way it was put together was horrible. But maybe we actually enjoyed it. So you never know, man. But you know what I'm saying? We definitely gonna bring you our top five worst movies ever. So, excuse me. This next episode you guys stay tuned. Um, Who knows? Your your favorite movie might be on this list. I know, right? (laughs) That's gonna be funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, be hilarious! Man, that was a great one, man. That was a great one. Yeah, y'all
1: stay tuned, man. For sure, bro. As always, man. It's always a good one, man. You know, we 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 out here making things happen, man.
0: Yes, sir. So, man, y'all can catch me, man, yeah, um, so um, you guys, I'll uh, go ahead, oh, yeah, uh, stolen time podcast, man, all major platforms also on Facebook um, also check out the twenty eight minutes or less uh podcast, um you know, the last one I dropped was about Larry Davis, um, uh, so go check that out, and that's on all major platforms, also check out the stolen time pod that's on instagram, dot Foster eight on Instagram and twitter, um. But well, like I say, man, um, as far as the Starter Time Podcast, me and Umk, man, we be dropping them every week. Um, I hope people are enjoying the new format that we're doing over there. So, uh, but really, man, that's all I got.
1: Cool, man. Um, before, before I let uh, my information out, I just want to say um, from the Viewers Anonymous Podcast, rest in peace to Joe Clark um he passed last year December 29th um it was a wild ass year but you know to to hear that was kind of sad i think he was 86 um but you know to 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 know that this movie will live on and and kind of you know say tell his story and, and kind of give you know a testament to his legacy you know, this is a, a, a great thing to have. Um so we definitely wanna, you know what I'm saying, make sure we put that out there. Rest in peace to John Clark. Um I'm sorry, John Clark, Joe Clark. I'm thinking of goddamn uh I keep looking at his name on the screen, bro. His name is his name is Joe Lewis Clark. And I keep thinking of John Lewis, but <laughs> for some odd ass reason. Because John Lewis died too. But uh, rest in peace to him too. Um, uh, but definitely, man, rest in peace to Joe Clark. Yeah, yeah. He, he passed December 29th, 2020. Um, but this movie is a testament to his legacy, you know what I'm saying? To, to let people know that he actually stood tall and made change, and you know, he really changed some lives. And that, I think that's something that is um very commendable. But uh, for me, man, go check me out. On Twitter, at Scooch Bronson, you can check me out on Instagram at Scooch Bronson underscore TV. You can also check me out or check us out um, on this here platform right now on YouTube, Scooch Bronson TV. So if you're listening to this, go to Scooch Bronson TV. You can catch the visuals. If you're watching this, go to all whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to, and you can subscribe to the uh, podcast. Um, But... Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, hit that bell, hit that like button on this video. That way, you know what I'm saying? You can get notified and that way we can build up our resume so we can always be seen by other people. Cause I know if we talking about this movie and you watching it, we definitely gonna want to talk about this movie with somebody else. So, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you share it as well. If you're listening, thank you for listening. You know what I'm saying? Make sure um, you share it with a friend. Make sure you hitting that subscribe button if you're new um let me see oh the viewers anonymous podcast watch group man facebook make sure you guys go um request to be added to the group you will instantly be added we need more more members uh we up to 43 right now so make sure y'all get on there and make sure y'all adding uh i'm sorry make sure y'all requested to jump in the group once we get up to like 100, 150, we're going to start doing watch parties. We're going to make this thing fun, man. Um, but if you are a fan and then you are a listener or viewer, you can also go here and you can get all the information that we got as well as getting um, information on our other podcasts as well. So make sure you go there to get all the information on myself as Foster. Um, and anything else we do outside of Viewers Anonymous, all that stuff is going to be posted there. And you might even find some other podcasts there. We got other podcasters that follow us on that group and everything else. So you might find something you like outside of Viewers Anonymous, man. So make sure you hit um hit us up and get in that group. Um, trying to think. I think that's it, bro. You got anything else? Nah, man. That's all I got, man. Until the next time. Yeah, yes, sir. So once again, man, rest in peace to Joe Clark. Um and with that being said, man, like they say in Hollywood, it's a wrap. Cut.